And action. Welcome to Movie News. This is going to be episode five. And uh, we just got a couple things we want to talk about mainly. Uh, Main topic we want to talk about is the passing away of the legendary Carl Weathers, a.k.a. Apollo Creed. And what was his? uh, Chubbs Peterson. Chubbs Peterson. I I had it on the tip of the tongue. Completely forgot. But uh, yeah, this was pretty shocking. I mean, he, he has recently been part of the Mandalorian series. Uh, so we, we saw, you know, kind of him back in action again. And, you know, he's done a lot of action movies, uh, uh, TV shows and whatnot. A very, very good career. And uh, but he's obviously got one of the most iconic movie roles of all time. And uh, just kind of really, really sad to hear. And still pretty young, too. 76 is not crazy old i don't think he had any sort of disease or anything because he was still pretty much working so right and a lot of good tributes he he's somebody that has been a staple in our lives growing up obviously i mean rocky was a huge part of our upbringing um so carl weathers was always in our almost daily life and yeah you know his his when you when you examine his character um, as it's written, that Stallone did. Um, it's a brilliant character that goes from foe to, uh, you know, best friend and mentor and trainer, and then ultimately the person that passes and becomes the inspiration for uh, Rocky Balboa um, posthumously. Um, it's just what a crafted, um, a well crafted character. And I don't think anybody really would have been able to pull off um, this feat the way Carl Weathers is. I mean, he he really just elevated that character to the point of you hated him and then you loved him and then you couldn't imagine a life without him. Yeah, um, because you were right there with Rocky. Like, and then and then once he did lose him in number four, um, as short as Rocky Four was in in terms of screen time uh, for that movie itself, like runtime, excuse me. Um, his his significance um after he dies in that movie and and what rocky goes through uh just kind of shows you the impact that 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 this character had um and then of course we know him from predator um action jackson those were were both very popular movies um during their time and we didn't see carl weathers for i think eight nine years or so and then he comes out and he does happy gilmore um uh, with Adam Sandler and he plays Chubbs Peterson and 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 I would argue that Adam Sandler is the Quentin Tarantino of comedy and he just brings in old actors to come in and crush roles. Um, because well, he finds does. people, he finds people kind of like you're saying, people that inspired him. And you know, obviously Adam Sandler is a big sports guy, and Huge. you know, obviously that he was influenced by Rocky, and he's like, I want, you know, I want, I want. I want Rock, I want Apollo Creed to come in and be my golf teacher. Like, right. and that's how Adam Sandler thinks. And it, it's a, it was a brilliant move. <laughs> and it was such a great role for him. And great uh, role because it more, was he was trying to be so serious, but through his being serious, um, he was very comedic. Yeah. Um, so we got to see a different side of him, which I absolutely adored. And then I haven't seen Mandalorian, so I don't know. Uh, but he's been in so many things. If you go on his IMDb, he's been in a million shows. You've seen him 
time and time again throughout the years and he he will be missed he's a he's a legend yeah and i think you know going back to it and i kind of left it out of his initial bio but i think a, a big part of what made him work as apollo creed is he's obviously got acting chops that's a given but he is a former nfl player that played on the raiders i think he was a linebacker and right he, you can't teach that kind of athleticism. And so, you know, obviously he's ripped in the movies the whole time, but, you know, he he looks the part and he's not a small guy, you know? And, and again, you, you you match him up against Sylvester Stallone, who's who I don't think we would call him an athlete by right. trade, even though he... Especially is, not in the first two, right? Not in the first two, right? He, he doesn't really have an athletic body in the first two, but, I, you know, Sylvester Stallone worked on his body, but he wasn't a natural athlete the way, you know, Carl Weathers was. And, right. you know, he's, you know, it's Jim Brown. It's him. It's um, Dick Butkus. Although Dick Butkus did more comedic roles versus, like, you know, playing the linebacker. Uh, right. or, or playing some sort of sports star. Um, OJ. And, oh, OJ, yeah. Um, although he did same thing, comedic roles. He didn't really. Comedic roles. Did, um, you know didn't really utilize the fact that he was a, an athlete. Right. And then um, uh, what was Hunter's name? Oh, Fred. Um, Fred, Fred Dreyer. Fred Dreyer. Yeah. Fred, Fred Dreyer. Yeah. He was a football player. Defensive. Played for the Rams. No. Yeah. Played for the Rams. But, you know, again, like Paul Creed was one of the first uh, and Jim Brown, I would probably say is the first. And then he's maybe the second that I can think of at least that major. But, you know, Carl Weathers was uh, a major, major star versus. Uh, Jim Brown's film career. I mean, I guess he, there really doesn't, he was big in that one, but it, the, he really utilizes his athletic background. Yeah. And, but you could, you could say that Jim Brown's roles were, were, were very centralized to a very specific genre, um, which, you know, Carl Weathers was as well to an extent, but I mean, he branched out in a way that, you know, he was in, you know, homicide TV shows and action TV shows and dramatic he, a, he became a working actor. Yeah, he became like that became his deal and, and yeah. good for him. And yeah, rest in peace, buddy. Miss yeah. you. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's move on to the next one, which is uh actually very related. Um, is Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan have a big project, and they of course directed Creed, uh, the original one, and then uh uh Michael B. Jordan took over. Um, but their film they have a new original IP original idea that that's going to go to warner brothers and apparently it was a big bidding war um but we've already seen uh they've also did together uh black panther even though michael b jordan wasn't the star he was the second sure. star but you know ryan coogler has obviously um padded his resume a lot and so sure. yeah so th this is a big and property Fruit, fruitvale station was right. that was the original yeah the original and was incredible yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see what these guys are are going to do. Michael B. Jordan obviously is continuing to. Yeah, and and I will say that you know when you mentioned that this was going to be a topic, I, I I started looking into it, and there is zero information about this. It's just the idea of these two kind of coming back together again, which is yeah uh, very exciting. I wish I knew more, um, but I don't think anybody does in no. that, of that camp. So it's going to be great to kind of hear as things progress. Um, yeah, it's just something to keep keep an eye on as we as we move forward 
with this. I mean, I know we already talked about Creed Four is already in the pipeline, which Cougar would be a, a part of, but he's not the director. Right. So, um, you know, I I just use this akin to like, um, you know, when we heard that Matt Damon and and Ben Affleck are gonna be working together. You know what I mean? Like again, with Cougar the air. and Jordan have that, you know, great great chemistry with each other, and so. Um, Right. You know, I, I'm looking forward to it. again. We just want to note it so that we can follow it, and hopefully, we'll hear soon about um, what what the actual story is. And you're saying it. if you're hopeless in life, there is actually something to hope for in this world. Exactly, exactly. Cheesehead, cheesehead, cheesehead. All right. Next, let's hop into the box office real quick. Interesting week for the box office. We have the big budgeted Argyles number one in the box office, but. It has a two hundred million dollar price tag. This this is an Apple uh, Apple movie that was also co financed by like Universal Pictures as well. And this is part of their new strategy of releasing these big budgeted movies. Killers of the Flower Moon was uh, yet uh, one of them also, and then there was one more uh, that didn't do that well. Oh, Napoleon! That one actually did okay, um, but did okay. That both of those, Napoleon was like the cheapest one, I think, out of all the three, which is go figure. Right. Um, but but I, Napoleon I like the most, which crazy enough. But that got seven million on a two hundred dollar price tag, and and we I know in a lot of the other podcasts we talk about how rock solid Apple's platform has been in their strategy, but I know at this point when it comes to this dual theatrical release coming to the streaming platform we have to wonder is you know are they are they spending a little, too much money for too little return um because i i don't I, I don't know if they're i don't think their streaming numbers are like amazing so i'm i'm curious what you what you think about this because you've been a big apple yeah i mean i i think the draw to that platform or, or that that approach is Let's put it out there first as marketing to get more people to come to our platform, right? And so the problem is, is that the people that actually have Apple right now, we get promoted. I mean, it's in our face for six months to almost a year. Killers of the Flower Moon's coming. It's coming. I mean, just put it in your queue. When it is released, it will be released so that you can now watch it. And so you're waiting and waiting and waiting. And then the first thing that happens is it comes out in the theaters. You're like, ah, okay. And then you watch it and you're like, oh, it's so long. Uh, and then, you know, just like, God, Lord, man. Um, I, I understand. I think the value in, and Disney used to do this in its early stages where they released a film in theaters, but they also released it to their Disney Plus subscribers. And that was the draw to take people to that was Disney pandemic. That was the pandemic and they had to. Okay, but it was a good model because how many people went to Disney Plus because they wanted to watch certain movies? Because yeah. they didn't they weren't willing to go to the theaters. And we're still seeing that today. I mean, there's there is some uptick in in theatrical attendance, but not really. So I mean, if you're gonna kind of dangle some stuff out there because oh, you can ultimately see this on our platform if you wait two more weeks. The majority of people out there are going to go just, I'll just wait. I think it just depends. And I, I'll go over the rest of these boxes. Napoleon should have been a classic case. People should have flocked 
to go see this historic movie with Joaquin Phoenix, and it's supposed to be amazing. Nobody went and saw it. Well, yeah, not nobody, but it it, it slightly underperformed. It wasn't. A, it's not a flop. Not like Argyle is. So not. It's not. It's not Argyle numbers. That's for sure. Number two, and this is interesting. I I, I don't know much about, it, but it's a, this is bizarre. It's a TV show called The Chosen, and they're releasing episodes in the movie theater. Yeah. And I'm wondering if this is season four. I'm wondering if this is going to be a new thing because it's made made five point nine million, one episode. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand this. This is a this is a this is a Netflix show. No, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know much about it. I don't know nothing about it. It's there, a, it, as as far as I understand it, this is a Netflix no, no, this, show. No, this is Angel Studios, the same one that did, um. Sound of Freedom. Yes. It's based on the life of Jesus. But where no, the chosen series. I think, I think you can only watch new episodes in movie theaters. And then eventually it gets released to the thing. So I think you're just seeing um, old school just hitting the, the the Bible market, you know? It's got a 9.2 on. So I, I might have to check this out. Started in 2017. It's four seasons long so far. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you got to watch three full seasons and then you jump into the theaters. Yeah. Netflix has season one. Peacock's got season one and two. It sounds like it's all you can watch the old seasons. But if you want to watch the new season, you got to go to movie theaters. Interesting interesting to see if this is a again, I I don't think you can do it with every TV show. But, you know, this is Mm. interesting. Really? Well, that's certainly skewed to a specific audience. But I mean, look, we thought. We thought it was crazy that Taylor Swift was just releasing a uh, a concert, right? Um, in the theaters. Meanwhile, you know, maybe we got to put episodic. But I mean, that's that's sort of infringing on territory, no? I mean, it's episodic for a reason. Episodic usually goes on to television. I mean, I think it's all about how long are these episodes? Are these two hour episodes? You know, or an hour and a half? And you know, because the end of the day, butts in the seat, I guess. Butts in the seats. People are going to pay it. And again, fine. Yeah. Interesting. So, and then uh, a third, uh, and I'm kind of happy about this one, the beekeeper still going strong. 5.3 million. It's made 123 million. Fantastic. uh, Worldwide. And I think that, do we remember what the budget was? Was that a $78 million film? I think it wasn't, it wasn't incredible. Um, 50 million. Let me see. But uh, I think that's a help. Those are healthy numbers. 40 million. Oh, there you go. That's that's a great return. Forty billion dollar budget's already made one hundred twenty three, and it's still making money. But we so so again, let's use comparative contrast here. Argyle two hundred million. This has made a third beekeeper in its what third week, fourth week, made a just a third of what Argyle did on a fifth of the budget. Yeah, like do the math, guys. Like, and again, beekeeper. I think it was just a better, solidly made film. Yep. Yeah. So interesting. I can't get any arguments here. Fourth is our movie, Wonka, over 573 million now. Uh, still raking in 4.7 million. We actually bought it in streaming because we love this movie so much. We're still, people are still uh, seeing it, which is fantastic. Yeah. But that movie is fantastic. And again, I think that's just the key is, you know, focus on, focus on actually making the movie, not some of this nonsense. And then fifth migration, four point two million. Uh, it's at two twenty two 
million worldwide off a budget of 70. So again, very healthy numbers. Again, budget 70. Yeah. You know, some of these cartoons or animation films are being made for 100, 150, 200, like some of these Disney flops. Yeah. I would argue that 70 million is high for a budget for an animated feature. Although, you know, there's new technology nowadays that, you know, might warrant some dev time and you want to put money into something and you want that covered, right? You don't want to just. Voices, I think they paid a premium for the voices. But at the same time, I mean, it was a really well done movie. It's fun script, fun adventure. Um, $222 million. You can't really, um, I mean, Illumination just continues to crush. Well done. But I think, again, I think the key is that budget at 70 because uh, I agree with you, maybe 50 is a better, but even 70 is still under that mark. Like, again, if this is a $150 million film, it's like, what what are you spending this money on? Yeah. Just, again, you can do it for 70 with this film. So it's like, just be, be smart about it. Okay, last segment here, Pete. Uh, upcoming movies. I'm gonna give you five of the to me the biggest movies coming up. And you tell me which one you're looking forward to the most. Kind of rank them one, uh, five to one. I'm so, ready. So we have Madam Web. Madam Web. It comes out February 14th next week. We have not Bob Madame Mark. Web. Not Madame Web. All right. Um, I'm thinking of Madame. You know, like, like old English way. It's okay. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't matter. Uh, Bob Marley, One Love, also coming out February 14th. Yep. We have Dune, Part 2, coming out March 1st. We have Knox Goes Away. This is a sneaky movie. Not a lot of buzz about it. This is directed by Michael Keaton. Uh, Al Pacino's in it, as well as Michael Keaton's in it. And uh, Marsha Gay Harden. And James one- Marston. James Marston. Um, and it's kind of like a Hitman-type movie, right? Is that what you were saying? Uh, yeah, this is um, when a contract killer has rapidly evolving form of dementia. He is offered an opportunity to redeem himself by saving the life of the adult son with whom he had been estranged. There we go. Interesting story. So sure. uh, that is that comes out March. Uh, I think it's starring like, Shana's boyfriend. March 15th, I believe, is the number. Yeah. And then uh, lastly, we have Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. March 22nd. We're about two months away from that coming out. Yeah. Actually, I'm sorry, a month away from coming out. <clears throat> so, Pete, rank them five to right. one. Uh, yeah, five for me is Madam Web. I'm just not... I'm not excited about much of what's coming out with Marvel recently, and this is another example of it. Uh, no, sure... this is more Sony. This is Sony. Oh. This is Sony Pictures, like Venom... Yeah, but then, you know, a, a a superhero who has clairvoyancy, it's just like, okay, well, how are you ever going to defeat this person if they can always foretell what's going to happen? It's just, the, the the whole setup is just not, and, and I'm not a huge fan of the actress who is starring in it. Like, she's fine. Like, she's real good. Um, it's just like her roles that he, that she chooses are in movies that just aren't really great. So... It just, I don't have a lot of confidence with this movie. I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's fantastic because she is very talented. Um, I just think her agent should be fired. Um, so yeah, Madam Web is five for me for sure. Um, I will put Ghostbusters number four. Oh, um, 
because I'm really quite curious about this Knox Goes Away, I'm kind of curious to see what Michael Keaton has learned in 40 years of crushing films, what he's going to do behind the camera as he's starring in something. So that's really sort of attractive. Um, Dune Part 2. Oh, um, before before we continue, Pete, tell the, uh, tell the audience about your Michael Keaton inter interaction. I met Michael Keaton one time in Santa Monica at a coffee shop. And I was with a a friend of ours who's who's lovely and um, some would say attractive. And he wanted nothing to do with me and could really give a shit about what I was coming out of my mouth because his eyes were just absolutely locked on her. And um, yeah, he was he was pretty blatant about his attraction, not not in a gross way, but he was it was clear. Yeah. That he was very attracted to this girl and uh, was not attracted to me at all. <laughs> yeah. I was very upset about it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Dune Part 2, I'm I'm super excited about it. If, if you would have asked me six months ago if I was excited about this sequel, I would have told you no. Uh, but I've rewatched it since Wonka because I've had this new Timothy Chalamet sort of you know, resurgence. And I just love this guy. The more I've seen him, I saw Little Women with him in it. Um, and he crushed that role in a movie that I thought I would hate. Um, meanwhile, I loved it, and he did great. So I I'm, can't wait for the resolution of this of this franchise. And then number one is Bob Marley, and that's a very shaky number one um, because nobody's ever really attempted a Bob Marley movie before, and this could either be the most amazing movie ever or this could be something that's just really bad. Yeah, I hope it's not mediocre because then you're just like, all right, it's it's either got to be really great or it's got to be really bad. Well, hopefully it's just really good. We can just go that route. But uh, I hope so. Uh, mine aren't too dissimilar. I'm going to go number five, Madam Web, for the same kind of reason. Um, I, I don't I'm just I, I'm, I'm at the fatigue level with superhero movies. And I'm if fatigued. we. If we had two years off, uh, I, I would not be upset from superhero movies. Um, my number four is going to be Knox Goes Away, um, just because I don't know much about it. I haven't seen a trailer or anything, so I think... Yeah, I didn't even hear about it until five minutes ago. Keaton. Yeah, so I'm interested in it, but it's not like... I'm not just like sitting here waiting for it. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go uh, third Dune Part 2. Uh I think this one's going to be better, so I may like that movie the most out of all these films, but my anticipation level's third. Uh, number two, even though I am probably will see Ghostbusters more than in any of these other films, but I'm going to go number two, Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire. Uh, I'm just... I hope it all works. Because I, re to, right? I really love the original, but the original one had... Or, the original new one. The original uh, remake, yeah. The original remake had so much layers to it, but that you've already played that hand now. And so now yeah. this this now becomes more of the traditional sequels. And now you typically have law of depreciating assets here at play. So I'm just hoping that like the I'm just hoping the story is so good and interesting and funny that it yeah. just, you overcome like the the story depth, but the Afterlife was just so amazing, and the connections with Harold Ramis—it was just so powerful. Um, I hope they don't overuse 
the older cast, like Bill Murray and yeah. and uh, because you know the whole point of revamping this series should have been at least if I was in the room would have been to create these new characters that are going to kind of keep the 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 legacy moving forward. And if you just have a sequel where the old guys are just in the movie all the time, then you just don't allow these new characters to kind of kind of you don't want a Jurassic World Dominion one like where yeah. It's just like you need. A why are you guys back? Yeah, and I love Bill Murray. I love uh, Dan Aykroyd and and um, the other guy, uh, uh, er, uh, Ernie Hudson. Er, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, Ernie Hudson. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I mean we'll they're great, you. and I love them, and I love that they were in the first one. Um, but you know, it's time to pass the torch. Don't be too involved in the second one, please. Yeah, yeah. Unless Bill Murray like recaptures. Bill Murray from the original, like if that somehow is able to happen, then I, I stand corrected or I, I would not agree with you, but I doubt that that's a possibility because yeah, kind of yeah. like how Eddie Murphy, like you just evolve as people, like it's really hard to capture how you were in your thirties versus, you know, in your sixties now. So anybody can do it. Bill Murray could, but I, yeah. I don't know if I want him to, I want, I want these new characters. I want Paul Rudd and the kids to, to continue on with this. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, my is, is Bob Marley, One Love. Uh, I'm super looking forward to this. Again, I started to watch a documentary on Netflix um, just to kind of understand a lot more. And I, I think there's a lot of meat on the bone with this story and understanding what was happening in Jamaica at the time. Uh, I think there's a lot of meat on the bone. So I've got really, really high hopes that not only is it going to tell the story of a great musician, but also really his impact at such a cultural revolution that I think it's all going to come together. And again, the music's going to be great. And if you can kind of do it like Ray, where it's like, you, like I, you hear like the machinations of creating these songs, like that's even better. So I'm looking forward to it. Yep. Awesome. Well, that's going to wrap it up for movie news. Thanks guys for joining. Make sure you check out our other podcast. We just reviewed um, Argyle, Argyle, yeah. Uh, amongst other past lives, fasten your seatbelt for that one. Yeah, and then also check out our uh, Paul's old ass movie classics, where we also reviewed Alice. Doesn't live here anymore. Uh, one of the original Martin Scorsese films from the seventies. So make sure you check those out. Thanks for joining. Please like, share, and subscribe. Help us grow. We appreciate your love and support. Keep helping us out. We appreciate you, and we'll keep making content for you. And with that, Pete, that. Is a cut. Thanks, guys. Bye.